Welcome to episode 15 of the Nostalgia Mixtape, a podcast that celebrates all things that give us nostalgic feels from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, as well as new pop culture events with a throwback twist. I'm your host, Ty Gooden. What's up, world? It's your girl, Christina. And today we're going to be talking about a classic combinations, cartoons and cereal. What were we really watching in the 90s? Well, you're going to find out later on in the podcast. But before we get into today's episode, please make sure you follow us on all the socials. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Nostalgia Mix Pod. And you can also keep the conversation going with hashtag Nostalgia Mix Pod if you have any reactions to what we're saying or any additional thoughts of your own. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play and rate our podcast so other people who like nostalgia-related things can find us easier. And we can also be found on Podbean. Um, So before we jump into today's nostalgia recap, I just want to do another quick housekeeping reminder. Uh, If you guys have listened to our previous episode, you would have heard this already, but there may be some folks that are listening to things out of order. Um, We are in season two at this point. Second episode of season two episode 15 overall. Um, We're still going to keep our bi-weekly format and the general floor of our show with the nostalgia recap and then going into our main topic, but we want to make our seasons a bit shorter from this point forward to make, so that way we can just plan for bigger things in this year. We want to do t-shirts, we want to do contests, live tweets, but we can only do that if we have the time to be able to allocate to plan for it and if we have our listenership growing as well. So please make sure you follow us on the socials, share our tweets, engage with us online, and let your friends know that we exist. All of what she just said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that for that vote of confidence, that extra, that extra little boost there. What she said. <laughs> I mean, I think you wrapped it up rather succinctly. No I did. I, tr- I try. I try. No reason in, you know, rehashing it a second time. I get it. So, Christina, how are you today? I'm all right. And it's daytime. Can you believe it? We're actually recording during the day, guys. Right. This like, never the, happens. The sun is out. It's very strange. But right. it also kind of works because, like, I'm a night owl. I have a job where I work at night and, like, get off really, really late. So, like, this is about the time of day when I'm, like, waking up and getting on with my day and doing stuff. So, like, this is a perfect time for me because I'm, like, awake and alert and nothing else has really happened. Um, so, she when she said, let's record it, too, I was like, yes, this is absolutely yeah. perfect. Well, see, I'm a night owl, too, but I have to work during the day just because that's how it works. I work during the day. I work in the evening. I work late at night. I just, I'm apt to work. I mean, that's part of, like, the whole freelance writing stick that you're doing you're just kind of working at all different types of odd times but mm-hmm. I was like oh today is the day that I have off and I've got some time in the afternoon I'm like let's go ahead and get it done early because usually we record not really late at night but I mean it's it's not unusual for us to be up at 11 30 mm-hmm. trying to wrap up the podcast and everything so it's a it's a bit different to do it during the day and hopefully we'll be able to do it more often and maybe even record an episode actually face to face like together one day that would be awesome that would be fun. It would but be. Eventually. Not now, but eventually. We'll plan that in the future. Yeah, I'd like to do a live one at like a convention or something. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, other podcasts do it all the time. When I go to like Doctor Who and just like general geek and nerd conventions, podcasts will be there recording live. And I've actually been on a couple of podcasts that have been recorded live at conventions before. So it's a lot of fun because you're, you're in the same room. And if you've got an audience there, you can kind of play off of them and you know, get to get you a little bit of laughter in the background and all that stuff. So it's, it's pretty dope. Nice. Well, we will add that to the whiteboard of things that we could do in the future. Yes. So, Christina, your nostalgia recap. 
I am looking at the notes for today and you've got more things than I've ever seen you have before. <laughs> well, I usually have like 10 things and Christina has two. And she, she's like, I'm done. She really does. And that's why I typically always have two because she's always constantly doing the most. So I just like, I'm just going to do my two things and I'm going to get out. <laughs> no, you've got more than I do today. Uh, we'll go with it. I just put a whole bunch of notes. Okay. So, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago we did our, our show on, um, black sitcoms and we were talking about some of those characters that are kind of always around, like, you know, Jeffrey and, uh, Pops. And just so happens that Pops, AKA John Witherspoon's birthday was yesterday. He is 77 years old, um, or 77 years young. Cause he looks like he has not aged in about 40 years. Um, but I just wanted to give a special birthday shout out to him because who doesn't know Pops? He's been Pops pretty much on everything that he's ever been in when he was in, you know, the Wayne's Brothers show when he was in Friday. Like he's just always been Pops. So happy birthday, Pops. We all love you. Um, and we wish you a, you know, great 77 turn around, turn around the sun. Um, yes. So next thing I got is the Mighty Ducks have reunited temporarily. Um, so this is a thing in like my research that I did not know. I did not know that the Ducks like hockey team was not a thing until after the movie. Um, like they came out the year after the Mighty Ducks movie came out, which is kind of cool that a movie spawned an NHL hockey team. Like hmm. that doesn't happen. I didn't know that either. Right. Um, I found like a little video talking about this event, but a couple of the people, the cast from the Mighty Ducks, including our fave, Keenan Thompson, um, got together, they put on their Mighty Ducks uniforms and like went to a game together. Um, and it was cool because they all had their like, you know, character last names on their jerseys and everything. And it was just kind of fun to see all of them together. I love the Mighty Ducks movies. They are hilarious. Um, I want to go watch them now. Um, probably not going to, but um, it was cool just to see something, see them get together just randomly. Um, it wasn't like really heavily promoted. It's probably like one of those things where they have like a group chat and they were like, hey, let's go to a game. Um, and, you know, Keen is doing big things. So they probably want to, you know, give him his props for winning his uh, awards recently. Um, so it was just kind of cool to see them. Um, there are pictures all over the internet of them hanging out together. Um, yes, I did see the pictures. I was like, oh, look at that. Right. I and love when stuff like that happens. Like, I mean, the fact that somebody worked on something so special so many years ago. Right. And that they've still kind of maintained a friendship. Because you hear about so many different, like, sitcoms and movies and stuff where the cast doesn't get along. And mm -hmm. they haven't spoken to each other since they worked. So I love it. Like, when the cast still shows each other love and does things together, like, in present day. Exactly. Like, it's, it's good to have those relationships with people and build those relationships with people and have them forever. Um, those relationships are special. So... Um, I'm glad they still have relationships with each other and want to hang out together. Um, especially now that they're adults because they can drink and do stuff and all that jazz. Right. Um, speaking of Keenan, Keenan is getting his own TV show, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, I don't know if he's going to be leaving SNL. Like, I didn't catch that or anything. I kind of hope not. I hope he can do both because um, why not? And I need more Keenan Thompson on my TV. Um, but Keenan is getting his own sitcom, I believe. Um, I don't really remember what network it's on, but he's basically going to be like the father. Well, he's a father slash widow um, who is recently widowed and he's basically trying to raise his three kids with the fact that, you know, they all just lost his mother. It's going to be a comedy. I'm really hoping Kel makes an appearance. Like that would be such fan service for Kel to make an appearance. He could be like the drunk uncle. That would be fun. Um, but I'm excited for Keenan to get his own TV show. 
I don't care what network it's on. I will be watching because who doesn't love Kenan Thompson? Yes. I don't think there's a lot of information out there now. I think it's just so new. Right. I don't remember the network or anything, but I think right now they're not even sure when they're going to start filming or when it's going to release or anything. But we're hoping that by that point, maybe we'll be able to like live tweet the first episode or something like that to kind of get everyone on board and, you know, see, see what's going on. I think that'd be pretty dope. And I don't know. I don't really see him leaving Saturday Night Live. I sure hope not. I'm not sure what the, it all depends on like the contracting stuff. Cause I know like with the walking dead um, and Lauren Cohen on the walking dead, who plays a character named Maggie, she can only be in a certain number of episodes in the walking dead mm-hmm. because she's doing a, she's got her own show that's coming out next month on ABC called whiskey Cavalier. Oh, wow. So she can only appear in a certain number of episodes, like within a season, like it's a weird contracting thing that she's got with AMC. And like, I mean, with Saturday night live, I'm sure with it being like sketch comedy and being like a, once a week thing or something is probably completely different than filming an actual series series, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping that he'll be able to, that there won't be any contractual reason why he can't do both. Cause why not? Like why not keep securing the bag yeah. at Saturday night live? You've been there like 16 years. Like it would be yeah. kind of, it'd be kind of risky to leave for Hasn't a brand new been show. Like the longest running member of SNL at this point or something. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like, what yeah. is, like he's been on forever. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. But I don't know. I just, to me personally, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's Kenan's decision ultimately, but I know if I had something going on for that many years, like I'm riding until the wheels fall off. Pretty much. <laughs> I am going to be here as long as the check's clear. Right. And them check's been clearing since 2003. So Jesus Christ, we're getting old. 16 years this year that he's been up there. I'm like, secure that bag. Exactly. Um, so small little thing, you're, nobody is probably going to know who this person is until I tell him what movie, tell them what movie he's in. But Richard E. Grant has been nominated for his first Oscar. I can't remember the name of the movie. I didn't research this far. Um, he's in a movie with, what is that woman's name? She's a comedian. She's heavyset. What, what is her name? Melissa McCarthy. Thank you. Whatever movie, <laughs> her most recent movie that's Oscar nominated, Richard E. Grant got a Best Supporting Actor. Oh, okay. And it's his first Oscar nomination ever. Like, I saw this adorable video of him. I'm going to get to the point in a second. But I saw this adorable video of of him where he's, like, in London and he's outside of his flat. And he's, like, a 12-year-old child jumping up and down and, like, being excited about the fact that he's getting his first Oscar nomination at 63 years old. Now, Richard E. Grant, for those of you that are Spice Girls fans, is the guy that plays their manager in the movie Spice World. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm sitting here watching this video of him and I'm like, I know I know this dude's face. I know I know this dude's face. Where do I know this dude's face from? And, you know, Variety does like the actors round table thing where they have a bunch of different actors talking about whatever it is that they've done. And it's typically around, you know, how Oscar award season and stuff like that. Um, right. And I was looking at him and I was like, oh my God, he was in Spice World. Um, so it's really excited that there's a dude that's in Spice World that is like getting an Oscar and I was looking at his IMDB page and he's in freaking everything like he's even in Game of Thrones which means now I gotta go watch Game of Thrones and figure out which character he is because I completely forgot his face but he's been in so much stuff he's a fantastic actor um and he was in Spice World like not everybody can say they were in Spice World I wish I was in Spice World I love the Spice Girls um so shout out to him I don't know who he's nominated against he's probably not gonna win but good luck and congratulations to you sir yeah, but still that nomination, that's dope. Like, especially if that's something that you've been wanting your whole life. And if exactly. I'm not mistaken, I think just being nominated opens up additional so doors many for doors. you. Right. Um, 
it's funny because a few years ago, um, you know, when Oscar So White was a thing, um, people would be like, well, it should go to the people that, you know, are the best actors. And it's like, yeah, true. But also, like, when you are Oscar nominated or Oscar winning, you can start demanding bigger paychecks. So, yeah, it's a good thing to be nominated. It's an even greater thing to win, but you can go out. It unlocks doors and opens opportunities for you. Just like um, what Chadwick Boseman was saying yesterday at the SAG Awards when Black Panther won for like best ensemble cast or something like that. It's like we have opened doors for so many people now right? Um, and opened doors for ourselves because we know what it's like to not have these opportunities um, for whatever reason. Um, that's yeah, you can already see the effects of that because look at Spider-Verse. Exactly. You know, I mean, Black Panther opened up the door for so many wonderful things to be possible. Like, we, you would have never thought if you had asked people when they first started making all these, you know, superhero related movies back in like 08 or something like that, would one of them be nominated at like the Oscars and stuff? People would have been like, heck no. Nah. Like, who's even going to go see this? Like, <laughs> exactly. I mean, if they've grossed billions and billions of dollars, you know, at this point or whatever, like the, the effect that they've had on the movie industry has just been crazy. And the fact that Black Panther has had, it's going to have a ripple effect that's going to last for years and years to come. It's like the action movies only really get nominated for the technical awards, like, you know, uh, stunts and all that stuff. Um, They never really get nominated for, like, director or movie of the year or anything like that. So the fact that Black Panther has been nominated for, like, Oscar of the year is a huge freaking deal. Like, it's also probably not going to win. Um, I... For me, personally, I would like it to win for Best Score, Best Production Design, and Best oh, Costuming. Yeah. The Those score the is crazy. Yeah, That score is on constant rotation. Not the soundtrack, not the Kendrick Lamar soundtrack. We're talking about the score. The actual score by is this Ludwig Gorson? Ludwig Gorson or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he stuck his foot, both feet in sideways in that score. That score is absolutely and totally amazing. It's one of my favorite scores ever. And I'm not even a big person to like go and listen to scores like that but it's so freaking good like, see i love scores i mean i like to listen to them while i'm writing there's actually a um a podcast episode from this podcast called song exploder um and it's basically a deep dive into like one particular song and like what went behind making that song yeah they did so, the like, killmonger one right yeah they did an episode on the killmonger theme um mm-hmm. which is amazing because there's like if you've never listened to it there's this guy it's like older gentleman, like maniacally laughing in the background, screaming at the top of his lung, Killmonger. And it sounds like me explaining it makes it sound ridiculous, but somehow he made it work and it fits in the song. And you're just like, yeah, this is Killmonger's theme song. Um, so go check that episode out. I'll probably link it in the show notes. Um, we went from Richard Grant to talking about and Spice Wars right. to talking about Black Panther. I don't know how that happened, but here we are. I don't know. It just happens, man. And every time I think about like, Ryan Coogler's mind. Like, his mind is just so... Oh, I, I can't even do. We could do a whole other episode about Black Panther and how awesome it is as kind of like the offshoot of this show because we love and stand that movie. Um, but uh, moving on. So, do you watch or have you heard of the show The Masked Singer? I have heard of it. I've seen clips, but I have not actually watched an episode. Okay. You don't have to watch an episode. I'm going to give you the biggest spoiler alert on The Masked Singer ever. nobody cares about the rest of the show or at least in the context of this nobody should care Um, okay i don't care about anybody else on the show except for the person behind the mask of the bumblebee so the mask singer is a show where they get random celebrities to come and sing for a panel of judges um some of them are celebrities 
Some of them are like athletes. Some of them are like actors and stuff like that. Some of them can sing. Some of them can't. Um, and like one of the first, so there's like five or six people that sing in one episode and then the audience votes on who's the worst. And then that person gets unmasked and they go home. Okay. So as long as you're still on the show, you still come out and like sing your songs every week while the panel like tries to guess who you are. And there's always like a little cute video with like clues and stuff like that. Um, there's like a poodle, there's a monster. The monster I think is T-Pain. Just okay. not singing with auto-tune. That's not the point, though. So the Bumblebee, I am 110,000% sure that the Bumblebee is last night. Really? Yes. So, like, the first season, the first episode she came out, she said I mean, did, does she try to, like, intentionally manipulate her voice to throw people off? When, or? She, when she talks, yes. When she sings, it's just, like, her voice. So, like, if she's talking to them, then it sounds funny. But if she's singing, then it's just her actual singing voice. Um, which is why I know. Like, yeah, she's got a really distinct voice, too. Exactly. The first the first episode she did see is Chandelier. Uh, last week she did a song by Bruno Mars. I think it's Grenade. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But Jesus Christ, it's Gladys Knight. And she is killing every performance. I'm fairly certain she's going to win the show because she's just incredible. She even kind of, like, dances around like an old black lady. Um, mm-hmm. But she sounds incredible. And I just love the fact that you're getting to hear, like she's not on the stage singing Midnight Train to Georgia. That's way too obvious. She's singing like current pop songs. And I think right, it's I love that. to see her out there singing. So T-Pain, the monster, last week, I think, so there's 12 characters. So one week it's one set of characters and then one week it's another set of characters. And I think when they get down to just six, they're going to merge the two groups or whatever. Um, so it's not the same group every week. Um, but T-Pain sang that song that, I think it's Josh, it's not Josh Groban. The, I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be. Late. Whatever that song yeah. is. He sang that. And of course, like, he's not doing the T-Pain thing with all the auto-tune and stuff like that. So it throws you off a little. Um, but oh my God, he killed it. So it's good. But T-Pain see. has a great voice. He like, does. without auto-tune. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to, like, see them do songs that are not theirs. And it also kind of helps throw people off the scent a little bit. Um, Margaret, Margaret Cho, the comedian, the Asian comedian, got unmasked last week. Um, mm-hmm. I thought she was Maya Rudolph for the longest. I was wrong. <laughs> um, she was talking about her favorite parents, and we all know Maya Rudolph's mom is Minnie Ripperton. So um, that's who I thought that was. I was wrong. Um, but yeah, The Bumblebee is definitely Gladys Knight, and you should watch the show for no other reason than to watch Gladys Knight kill a, like, current pop song. I'm gonna have to check that out. Like it I said, awesome. I've seen the I've seen the clips, and I've seen people, like, kind of guessing about different characters and stuff, and I was like, that seems kind of cool, but I don't know, it's probably one of those things that just, it comes on, and I don't even think about the fact that it comes on, like, right. this day at this time or something. Exactly. Me and my sister and my mom have been all about it since it debuted. Like, I thought it was a cool concept when I saw the promos, but, like, now that I know it is a cool concept. I'm like, okay, I I will be watching every single week. Um, That show is amazing. You should definitely watch. Um, I hope it's T-Pain and Gladys Knight at the end of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And last but not least, but, like, the most important news, because it's me and y'all know that I'm, like, addicted to the Backstreet Boys. But the Backstreet Boys came out with a new album on Friday. Um, It is pretty much poised to be the number one album on the Billboard charts come next week, which I'm very, very excited about and happy for them about. Yay! I'm not saying this because I'm biased, 
of course, I'm probably saying it because I'm biased a little bit, but it's literally the best album they've ever come out with. Um, their last album was okay. I wasn't the hugest fan of it. I was just excited for there to be new music. But they, again, I've said this already on the podcast, they stuck both feet in it and twisted it sideways and went off on this album. The songs are great. They went off vocally. Um, I'm very proud of my boys because they now own themselves. Well, they have for a while. Um, but they own themselves to where they can make their own musical decisions. And like, if you keep up with like, old Backstreet Boy songs and current Backstreet Boy songs. Like, back in the 90s and the early 2000s, it was only three members singing all the songs. Like, right. you get Kevin and Howie singing a line or two sporadically throughout the album, but they weren't prominently featured. Now it's like, there are songs where all five of them get a chance to sing lead and they kill it every single time. It's funny, I just saw a Reddit post of somebody confused because they don't know which parts Kevin is singing and it's probably because the majority of the songs from back in the day, like Kevin doesn't get a lead part. So like, right. they sound amazing. I can tell because I'm a singer and I like know tones and stuff like that to be able to tell who's singing what. Um, but it's really good to see all of them getting a chance to be highlighted, all of them getting a chance to, you know, go off and do their thing. The album is great. I can't wait for the tour, which I need to get tickets for. Don't ask me why I don't have tickets right now, but I'm going to fix that very, very soon. Um, I'm so proud of them. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, even if you don't want to buy it, go on like Spotify or something like that and give it one good listen. I promise you, you'll enjoy at least a couple songs out of it. Um, they even have like a full acapella song called Breathe on there, um, which is a thing they've always done um, doing songs acapella. It's kind of like how they auditioned for their record labels because there wasn't like a boombox or anything. So they just sang acapella. It's good to hear them do that still um, and be amazing at it. I'm so proud of them. I love you guys. If you guys are listening, you're probably not. I don't care. But I love the Backstreet Boys. They This album is amazing. Um, it's probably one of my best favorite albums of this year and last year put together. Um, and you should go listen to it. That's my spiel. Oh, that sounds dope. I'm going to have to check it out. You should. I've been, listening to, like a lot of, I've been listening to a lot of new music lately. So I've just been throwing in different songs here and there. All right. Now, next week, um, two weeks from now, I'm going to go back to only having two things. But there was a lot of stuff that happened <laughs> No, it's all good though. So that way I don't feel like I'm just doing a whole bunch of talking in the beginning. And then you say, you talk about two things and you're like, oh, that's it. I'm done. I have nothing else to say. Well, I have less stuff. I mean, still not two things, but, <laughs> but, but just a couple less things than what I normally have. So a uh, quick birthday shout out from my end, uh, Tatiana Ali, who we all know and love from the Fresh Prince turned 40 on the Ooh. 24th. Yeah, she seemed super happy about it. She uh, posted on her Instagram page. She was with her, uh, with her husband and, you know, blowing out the candles on her cake and just thankful for the next chapter of her life and all the things that she's got coming up next. Um, I talked about it before on the podcast, but I had a chance to interview her at the end of last year when she was coming out with a Christmas movie on Lifetime. Um, and she sort of roundabout hinted, but didn't really straightforward say that she would probably be doing more things with them in the future. So I'm pretty sure she's got big plans and stuff coming up. Um, she didn't really talk too much about music or if she was going to do anything musically or not or whatever. So not sure what's going on with that, but happy birthday to Ashley Banks. Woo-hoo. We love you. I'm going to go listen to um, Daydream in celebration. Oh, I do. I love, I love Kiss Sky album. It was good. It is. It is really, really good. And I'm so. I'm going to add that to Q now. 
Next thing I have is the Princess Diaries 3. So this I'm super excited about. Yeah, because the well, the word actually first came out about it like a couple of years ago that there was going to be one. Like there were kind of rumblings and stuff back in like 2016, 17, somewhere around there. Don't mm-hmm. quote me on that because I don't know the exact year. But someone asked Anne Hathaway in a um, interview recently if it was still going to be a thing. She said she was on board with it. Julie Andrews was on board with it. And the same, I think she said some of like the writing folks or something like that, or some of the people that they worked with in the first two films were also going to be on board with the idea, but they're just making sure they're kind of fine tuning things, figuring things out and making sure that they deliver the best thing possible to fans because they know how much people love the princess diaries. So I I am so excited. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so excited about princess diaries three coming back because I love, 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 love the first movie and the second one too. Matter of fact, I think that the second one's on, it's on Netflix now too. Along with the first one. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Adding that to my cue now. I hope, I know they're going to do this right because Anne Hathaway don't take no mess. But um, like I was talking to somebody recently about how not necessarily disappointed I was in The Incredibles 2, but the movie that I got was not worth the 14 year wait. Right. Um, And I am hoping and praying and crossing all my fingers and toes that it's not the same situation with Princess Diaries 3. But Julie Andrews is going to be a part of it and that's all I really care about. So I'm happy. I'll be there front row center opening night. Julie Andrews is just amazing. Like, is she not? I feel like she's immortal. I just, I think she's going to outlive us all, to be like honest. I, I'm low key kind of disappointed that she didn't make an appearance in um, Mary Poppins. Cause she was I was looking for man. that. Oh. But I mean, I got, uh, oh my God, what is that lady's name? I got Angela Lansbury, which a Jace. Oh. So I'll, I'll allow it. She was adorable in she there. Was. I love the Mary Poppins movie. I took, uh, took my oldest daughter and her friend to see it this past weekend. Uh, yeah, we were a little late on the little later on the train this time because usually we see things pretty close to when they come out because we're I just my family's a movie family. So we go right. all the time or whatever because I'm writing about movies and TV and stuff. So we're just like into everything. But yeah, we were a little late on the Mary Poppins train for whatever reason. I can't remember why. But we finally saw it this past weekend and loved it. I mean, I was a little behind on it, too, because I work at a theater and I was just kind of waiting for the holidays to get past us before I went to go watch a lot of things. Um, I loved Mary Poppins. It was so freaking good. Like, I was I was hoping it would be good and it wouldn't, like, be a terrible remake or whatever of the original Mary Poppins, but it actually pleasantly surprised me. The only thing that I did not like about it is Lin-Manuel's, like, British accent is awful. But other than that, it was fine. Like, it was great. Music was amazing. But he's so adorable, though. He is so I can adorable. I can forgive him for the for the um, for the accent because he's just so adorable. I just love him. Was a really really good movie and like again exceeded all expectation that I had of that movie. So if you haven't seen Mary Poppins, go see it. If you haven't seen The Princess Diaries one and two, go on Netflix and watch them so you can be ready when Princess Diaries three comes out. Because we're going to this podcast is going to wild out when Princess Diaries three comes out. Like oh yeah, she's going to be a thing. We're going to be into that. So look out for Princess Diaries 3. And if I hear things, I will share them with you. And if you guys hear things, share them with us if we haven't shared them with you so that way we can all keep up with it. So my next thing is good old Zach Morris and A.C. Slater, as we knew them on Saved by the Bell. But (laughs) now, of course, you know, they're all grown up and everything. Um, Mark Paul actually has a show um, that comes on Fox now called The Passage. 
Um, and it just debuted a couple of weeks ago and it's really good. And so he's been out doing the whole promotional circuit and everything. So of course he stopped by extra and hung out with uh, Mario Lopez, but they've just been hanging out and just doing all the bro things lately. Like Mark Paul, um, I follow him on Instagram and him and Mario Lopez were doing jujitsu together, just randomly at a class. Yeah. Like just hanging out at a class, like sweating it out. They've just been doing so many buddy things together, just laughing, joking, recording little video clips and stuff. And I just I love seeing them hang out together. Like they posted one photo and they were kind of like trying to recapture um, a similar photo that they posed in back in like 89 when the first when the show first started or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I love seeing them just do things. And I love the fact, again, you know, that they are friends and they still support each other and, and all of that stuff. So, yes, if you don't follow him on Instagram and you're an Instagram person, follow him so that way you can see all the things that he's doing. Friends. I do. I'm down for the How friendship. Many of us have them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was an inspired moment. And so for my next thing, um, I don't know how I feel about this. Okay. So the Lost Boys, which is one of my favorite guys, I you know, I love, and I think anybody that follows the Twitter page knows that I like um 80s horror movies. Um I do, yeah. I love the Lost Boys. Love the Lost Boys. I've written about it, all of that stuff. Like that's my that's my joint. So they're getting a TV show, which I'm like, hmm. When I first heard that, I was like, I could maybe be into that. Like I could see where they could take that and kind of translate it for a modern day audience or whatever. I might be into that. But then I heard it was on the CW. Okay. Right. And that's what happened. Like my, my humming and humming intensified greatly. I went from being like, hmm, to like, hmm, hmm, I don't know about this. Because the only thing that I watch on the CW is Black Lightning. Like, I used to watch Arrow and Flash and stuff, and I just kind of fell off of them. But I feel like the CW has a penchant for taking things that are really good, like the Lost Boys. Like, the whole concept and everything behind the movie is pretty dope. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they take it and they put a bunch of pretty faces in there, and then they just keep on all the melodrama. Like, just all of the melodrama. Yeah, and I just, I don't want to see that happen. Like, I would be down for this to be, I would be down for a Lost Boys remake on, like, Netflix, or pretty much anywhere else except for the CW. Or Freeform. No offense to Cloak and Dagger. I love Cloak and Dagger on Freeform. But I mean, they, and they don't seem to be quite as bad with it. But yeah, the C yeah. CW can be. It's just drama, drama, drama. It's just drama, drama, drama. drama, drama. drama. So I'm like, eh. I think I'm going to check it out. Just out of pure curiosity, just to see what, what the deal is with it. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to be talking about it, watching it, just kind of curious to see that story come back to life again. I'd be really interested to know who they're going to cast to play these characters or what they're going to do. I'm like, are you, cause I, from what I read and I didn't get a chance to really read up on it a whole lot. I don't know if they're necessarily trying to like, I don't know, like do like a reimagining of the story or if they're going to do like a complete, like reboot altogether, starting off with brand new characters, brand new situation or whatever. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with it and, and how they handle it. But right now I'm feeling kind of shaky about it. Right. I mean, uh, I, would be too. I don't necessarily, one of my favorite movies, since we're talking about kind of horror movie, well, like '90s horror movies, is um, *Interview with the Vampire*. Mm -hmm. um, I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Um, I could probably quote a whole bunch of lines from that movie. Um, there, there has been talk about them doing an *Interview with the Vampire* series. Um, I don't know what network. It's probably going to be on one of the premium networks because I don't see them doing it 
on like basic cable networks. Um, but Interview with the Vampire is one of my favorite movies and also one of my favorite books ever. And I don't necessarily know if I want people touching it. Like Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt did an amazing job with the movie. Uh, Queen of the Damned wasn't awful. Um, I actually quite enjoyed Queen of the Damned. I did. I like that movie. Um, but I don't necessarily know if I want people touching my movie. Maybe, maybe they just need to keep their hands off of it. So we'll see what happens with our shows. Um, it can yeah. go one or two ways. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll see what they do. I feel like it's got to be a reboot. Like I don't really see them kind of rehashing mm-hmm. that story again because it just. It just wouldn't work. I mean, it's kind of like most other things. Like, The Lost Boys is definitely kind of really time capsule like, as far as, like, the way they were dressed and, like, the, you know, the songs and all of that stuff like that or whatever. So, I, don't, I, I see them just kind of rebooting it and maybe, like, updating it for a new generation of horror fans. So, I don't know. We'll see. Nah. And for my last thing, um, I was watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt over the weekend and <laughs> it's the second half of season four, which is their very last season or whatever. I'm kind of sad because I do like, um, I do like the show a lot or whatever. I think it's funny. Um, and they did a living single inspired opening hmm. with Titus singing, uh, one of the main characters there. And it's just, if I can find it on YouTube, I have to link you guys to it to see it or whatever. But that's been like a running gag throughout the show. It's just Titus, like he remade like Lemonade like some of the songs from Lemonade or whatever. And then he did a song that I was telling Christina about um, before we started recording today called Pinot Noir, <laughs> which <laughs> I can't, means. yeah, that's not, he's not talking about the wine. So <laughs> I'll, I'll let you guys Google that and, and figure that out for yourself or whatever. But either way, it was funny. And I just thought it was cool that they brought in that living single kind of vibe to it or whatever. So it was really cute. They had the boom boxes and they had like them dancing terribly um, like the shadow dancer that's in the opening credits and stuff for the show. So I did, I enjoyed that. And I was like, ha, look at that. That's cute. Hmm. You might have to go, go find that. But that is all I have for my recap. So I'm good to go. Look at that. Look I only had it. a few things. I only had a few things. I didn't have 10 things this time. So y'all can't be mad. I did pretty good this time. I had the other 10 things. <laughs> No, we don't do bad. And plus, a lot of people have said they like the recaps. So, it's people because people miss things. There's all sorts of things uh, happening. I almost put the George Jetson is problematic thing on my on my list, and I was like, you know what? Nope, we're not going to do this today. I decided I didn't want to do it. So, yeah, he's terrible. Like, he is terrible. The worst. But we're not going to get into that. We no, are going to get into our main topic, which is like we said before, cartoons and cereal. So today, we just want to talk about some of the. It's, it's like I said, it's like a classic combination. I mean, you remember being a kid sitting in front of the TV on a Saturday morning, no school, nothing like that. And you could just sit there and chill, watch your favorite cartoons, lounge out or whatever. And that was how you got your day started on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about a few of our cereals that we liked, what we what we didn't like. And then kind of talk about some of those cartoons that we were watching. Um, like we said before, Christina and I are basically the same age. Um say for a few months or whatever. So we kind of have similar experiences with that. Um, We may bring this topic back later on. I'd be interested to bring somebody in or maybe bring in a guest that's maybe 10 years older than us to see what they would have been watching. Yeah. To see what they would have been watching back in the mid eighties and stuff. Cause of course, you know, that, that growing up experience is completely different for somebody that was born in 77, as opposed to somebody that's born in 87, you know, like, like we are. So 
what cereals were you eating back then? Like, what were your favorite cereals when you were a kid? So I pretty much only, I stick with like two, well, two favorite cereals and then two others that I'll eat, like, if I have to. Um, but my favorite cereals have always been Fruit Loops and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the GOAT. Um, I will never stop eating Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You'll have to pry it from my cold, dead hands. Um, <laughs> n- like, I am a st- Like, if I go to the grocery store and buy cereal, which I don't really buy cereal a whole lot, I'm going for the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's almost like nothing else exists. Um, if they come up with, like, something fancy every now and again, then I might try that. But not a bit of ten, I'm going to go eat some Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Like... That's it. I will eat Fruit Loops occasionally as well, but I don't do that that often. And like, my mom is a huge fan of like Rice Krispie Treats and Cheerios. Um, well, not Rice Krispie Treats, but Rice Krispies and Cheerios. So I eat those if they're around. But for the most part, I'm going for the Cinnamon Toast Crunch or the Fruit Loops almost all the time. Um, and it really hasn't changed because they haven't done anything fancy with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I love Frosted Flakes. Like Frosted Flakes. When I used to stay over one of my cousin's house that lived not too far away from me, like my mom would never let me really stay over friend's house like that. Mm -hmm. Um, The only friend's house I could stay over was like my best friend's house. And that's because she like grew up with her dad and my dad played football with her dad. Like they've been knowing their family since they were young or whatever. But rather than that, I really couldn't stay at any other friends like that. So I always had to stay with my cousins. Mm -hmm. And her mom was kind of like a cool aunt. You know, she would let us stay up as late as we wanted to and kind of do what we wanted to do. As long as we weren't like wrecking anything or breaking stuff, mm-hmm. we could get out, go be gone all day. We were out on our bikes doing stuff like that. But if I stayed at her house on a Friday night, we would always wake up that next morning. And she would always have Frosted Flakes. Like, it was the only cereal that she bought hmm. because her kids were obsessed with it. So I love Frosted Flakes. Um, I like Honeycomb. Those are good too. I still like honeycomb. Like there's something about like a like just like super super cold milk mm-hmm. with the honeycomb. Like, but the milk mm-hmm. has got to be super cold. The minute that the milk starts getting warm, I don't want it anymore. You're one of those super finicky people, aren't you? Yeah, um, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. Mm. So if the milk starts getting warm, I don't want that. I don't want it anymore. My thing is when the cereal starts getting soggy. Like once the cereal starts, first of all, you've been eating your bowl of cereal too long. If if the cereal soggy. Gets- getting soggy like what you need to do see real g's know how to do this is you just put in what you're gonna eat then and you just take the box with you so that way when like you're done with the cereal and you still got milk you can just pour more cereal in the bowl (laughs) you don't try to crowd the the box in the middle of the living room floor when we'd be at my cousin's house and we'd just be passing the box around (laughs) just pouring in just a little bit more and i put just enough milk in there even now like when i eat cereal i put like the least amount of milk in there I put just enough in there See, that's to weird. get what I'm going to get. Yeah, just enough in there to get to get what I'm going to get or whatever. And then I may pour a little bit more stuff because I don't like for the milk to get warm. Hmm. Like it's got to be ice cold. So I like Frosted Flakes. I like uh, Honeycombs. I like Kicks. And I'm not sure why. Because what exactly I is... Some... I'm going to have to Google this because I have no idea what you're talking about. Kicks? Like the little... They're like little balls. Like little balls of grain cereal i can't describe the taste or whatever but they're not as good as i remember them being like i bought some for my kids a couple of months ago and i'm like you know what this was a better experience when i was a child like kicks were better in 1997 i don't know what's going on with these with these those things first of all let me let me tell you about why i hate their website so i went to their website and their website doesn't have like any like picture of the cereal box it's a bunch of like arts and crafts you can do with kicks 
which is a whole other problem in and of itself. Like, so people buy the cereal to make that, that's how bad it's gotten. Actual kicks. That means it's not good anymore. If you have to promote other things you can do with the cereal besides actually eat it. <laughs> oh, that I hated that. Stuff. I think my grandmother used to buy this a lot, and I would just eat it just cause. But like, I like kicks though. I can't do it. And I did. I did. I like kicks. Uh, Trying to think about what else, but I think like frosted flakes and honeycomb. And I would do Cheerios, mm-hmm. but I would put like a buttload of sugar in there. Like it was yeah. so bad. I had no business eating that, eating that much sugar. And then I would just be wired up for the rest of the day or whatever. But it was that was the only way I could do them because, of course, I don't know. Were there Honey Nut Cheerios? Yes. Back then, um, I think it came later. Yeah, because I don't feel like those were around like when we were younger, younger. I feel like we were older when those came around. But I remember my mom always just bought the plain Cheerios because, I mean, if if Honey Nut Cheerios cost more, she was not about to buy them. So I would just take and put like a whole bunch of sugar, just like loaded up with sugar. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the stuff I still eat now, like I still enjoy Frosted Flakes now. I still love Honeycomb now. Um, I buy Honey Nut Cheerios because that's like my kid's thing mm-hmm. that's their favorite thing like i've never been able to get into grown-up cereal so like special k and all of that stuff mm-hmm. like that or whatever i'm like oh like cereal's supposed to be fun that's seems I torturous side eye, cereal is right. terrible i side eye anybody that eats like frosted mini wheats or like even the shredded mini wheats which is totally a thing <laughs> demetrius eats shredded mini wheats tell him i'm side eyeing him and i <laughs> question like your entire relationship now because what psychopath eats shredded mini people that like cardboard so basically if you just take a box and you cut it up into squares and put it in milk and eat it that's the same experience of eating mini wheats or any kind of frosted wheat cereal so the shredded wheats thing you know like the mini wheats came later they're like bigger ones yeah where there's like four of them in a box and I think I remember this Tumblr post where like they went to a person's house and thought that they were getting shredded mini wheats, but it was like the the non sugary kind where oh. there's literally like four in a box. Those things were like massive. four big ones in a box, <laughs> and he was like, "What the hell am I supposed to do with this?" Gross. That is the grossest cereal ever. My mom used to eat like the mini wheats and stuff, and she would buy like Special K and stuff like that for her. And of course, you know, being a kid, you just want to see what it tastes like because you're thinking. That is something more than what it really is, just like right. adulthood. Like all things adult, you just think of that is more than when you get it and you're like, mm, I don't like this. Right. It reminds me, shred a minute. So this is kind of adjacent, but not really. So when I was working at the Board of Elections, my one of my side hustles, um, I found this video on the internet of this kid. You know the boxes of um like powdered chocolate sauce? I mean powdered mm-hmm. chocolate that you use to make like, you know, hot chocolate and cakes and stuff like that. So I guess the kid had been begging his mom to try it. And his mom was like, this is not what you want. Uh-uh. <laughs> you don't want to actually like try the powdered chocolate because it's not going to taste how you think it's going to. Like, it's not going to taste like a chocolate bar. It's not going to taste like a chocolate cake. It's going to taste like a chocolate powder. And so she videotaped it and was like, well, I'm going to let you try it. So he oh, let no. his jerky try the powdered chocolate and the kid gets this look on his face like he has absolutely been betrayed 
Well, he has. That's that like, the utmost betrayal because that's not the taste that you have. Because you know how before you even get something, like if you go to your favorite burger place or something mm-hmm. and you get a burger and you've already got like the taste in your mind, right. you already know what it tastes like and you're like looking forward to it and then you bite into it and it's completely not what you were thinking in your brain. Like as soon as it hits his tongue, his entire <laughs> face and like body composition changes and like it's dry. So he's trying to like get some moisture and all of a sudden he like it looks like he sneezes or something and there's just a a cloud of chocolate salt of chocolate powder oh, in man. front of his face. That's what I imagine the shredded bitty wheat or the shredded wheat cereal is like. Like that's what that experience is. It's just absolute betrayal and just Yeah no, it's disgusting. <laughs> and I remember I used to stay with my grandma, my mom's mom, and she would never, ever, ever buy us fun cereal like eating cereal at her house it was just it was terrible because she always had like i don't know like grape nuts and like crazy stuff like that like stuff that a kid no kid no self-respecting child would want to eat yeah and god what is it uh raisin bran raisin bran and the shredded wheat cereal are like neck and neck in the worst cereals of all time that were ever invented there is no reason that any human not just a kid, but any human period should be eating this because it's right. disgusting. Like yeah. I said, if you take a box and you cut it up into squares, and this time, if you want to taste what raisin bran tastes like, take a box, cut it up into squares, put old raisins in it mm. and milk and eat it. And it's the exact same experience. It is horrible. Mm-mm. I was like, yeah, if you're not cooking breakfast, I, I'd really starve. I'll just wait till my mom picks me up later on. Or right. until you go until we do lunch or something like that. Like I would refuse. I was the stubborn, of course, the stubborn one out of the group. Surprise, surprise. And I would like refuse to eat because I was like, "This is nasty. I don't want it." Mm-hmm. And there's no, and it's sad. You don't have your cereal to go with your cartoons on Saturday. Just not not a good combination of things. Like, it is. You gotta it's have sucked. your. You gotta have your snacks. And I am a snack person. Like and even to this day, like watching when I'm watching stuff at night, and of course. Now, you know, most Saturdays, of course, I'm not sitting around watching cartoons. Some Saturdays I do. Um, I'll do it with the kids and watch whatever stuff they've got going on. Um, But it's not the same type of experience like it was when we were kids because you knew the different networks. You knew like the lineups and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Um, But with them, it's more of like, oh, we may be watching like Voltron on Netflix or watching this on this channel or whatever. But there's not like a set like Saturday lineup that my kids are used to watching in the morning. They just kind of catch things mm-hmm. in random places. And it's mm-hmm. kind of sad because I'm like, that, like that was a part of the fun. Like you knew if you turned into, tuned into a certain network, you knew that a certain flow of cartoons and stuff were going to come on. And like, you could be there from like eight to like noon, just straight watching TV. Right. Yeah. You just have your lineup of cartoons and that's it. Like you're done for the rest of the day. Like nothing else is getting done. No cleaning, no homework, no nothing. I'm just going to be sitting here watching right. cartoons. Because I did. I used to love, like, uh, gosh, so many of them. Like, is it possible to name all of them or whatever? I love Animaniacs. And mm-hmm. my favorite characters on there were Pinky and the Brain. Because I just thought that... Did they not have their own they separate show? Or was own, that so just... were, yeah, I was going to say, okay. they were a part of, like, the Animaniacs at first. And then they branched off and ended up basically having, like, their own separate thing. I think they were, like, a like a skit within the show. And then eventually okay. end up branching off and, like, having their own thing. But I watched both of them because I absolutely love Pinky and the Brain. But it was an Animaniacs is on Netflix, and I love it. It yes. is. Oh, I love them. Those guys are ridiculous. They were. I mean, just what are they? 
I are they cats? Don't nope. <laughs> don't give me the line. I feel like they're cats. They're kind of no. We'll they're go with it. Mischievous. So I feel like I feel like that's a good that's a good thing for them to be cats. I don't know. But either way, I love Animaniacs or whatever. Like that was that one was super cool. Um, I am super obsessed with Morticia Adams. I'm actually working on an article about her now, about why she's just like one of the greatest witches. And I could talk about this article because by the time this comes out, the article will probably be out. Um, but I used to watch the Adams Family cartoon that used to come mm-hmm. on. Like that was that was my thing or whatever. I love the 60s TV show though. Um, so when the cartoon mm-hmm. came out, I was all into it or whatever. Like wanted to be Morticia and Gomez's daughter, all of that stuff like that. So I love the Adams Family cartoon. Um mm-hmm. What else? I liked Chippendale. And the crazy okay. thing was, and I made sure I made a note about this so I didn't forget it. I was like, it was like last year <laughs> when I realized that they are dressed exactly like Indiana Jones and Magnum P.I. Mm-hmm. I saw that, uh, I think it was like an Instagram or Twitter post or something like that, uh, where they did like a side-by-side comparison. I, I had like, never noticed that. Try- <laughs> I was like, what? Why did I never notice that before? We've been doing it. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, I'm like all this Indiana Jones I've watched because love Indiana Jones, like, and all the Magnum PI that I watched, like over at my grandma's house. And I'm like, and I never noticed that these cartoon people were dressed like Indiana Jones and Magnum PI. It just went over (laughs) our heads. And I'm fairly certain this is one of those things where like, after the fact, people were like, how did you guys not know that? They're they're lying. How'd you miss it? They just like to pretend like they knew something. I don't know who observed that later on, but nobody noticed that as a kid. Like, you weren't looking for that. (laughs) I didn't. Like, whatever day that I saw that Instagram, that Twitter post, I was like, that's, this is how old I was when I found out. Oh my God. It was crazy. So I did, I like those. And then of course, like you and I have talked about it before, how much we love Nickelodeon. So Mm -hmm. I think we probably have like shared love of all the stuff that came on Nickelodeon. Like, you know, your odd yes. real monsters and, and everything. Like, what were your favorite Nickelodeon shows? Um, well, Rugrats reign supreme. There will never be a show that will ever be Rugrats. better than that show. Um, so Rugrats was awesome. Um, I loved Odd Real Monster as well. I loved Doug. Um, I wanted to be a member of the Beats because uh, that's like the greatest fictional band ever. I wish they were yes. real. Banging on the um, trash can. And even Doug had his Doug had his own uh thing as well. Um like his own band that they tried to do at one point. Um and they had a song, like a couple songs I think. It was him and Skeeter and the super rich girl, um, whose name I can't yeah. remember. They had a couple of songs. They had banging, oh, on, it was trash banging can, on the trash can. Drumming on the street like Um <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous song. Um so those shows, Doug, Hey Arnold was another one of my favorites. They actually came out. So there are um, pops for a lot of the Nickelodeon shows now. Um, I have a Reptar, like I own that. Um, but there's also a um, currently a Arnold and Gerald where they're dressed up. Do you remember when they went to the party and it was like a costume party? And Arnold was a banana and Gerald yes. was a strawberry? So they have pops of them dressed up in those outfits. I didn't know I that. I want that so bad. I have to have it in my life somewhere. Um, sometime soon. Um, and there's like a Hel- Helga was dressed up at that party too. I think there's one of her. Um, 
I don't remember what she was dressed like. Though. They were going to. Um, I also need a pop, and these don't exist, but do you remember when they went to, like, the party with the older girls that they shouldn't have been going out with, um, and they dressed like they were in yes. the 70s? <laughs> I forgot about that. That, those need to be a line of pops as well. Like, those look, those looks were classic and iconic. Um, my only problem is Gerald's hair is never tall enough, like, on the... On their pops. Yeah, they have to make the box, uh, like, super big. Yeah. That's okay. We we can get a 10-inch Gerald. That's fine. Like, we can get one of the, like, big, bigger versions. Right. But that's not out of the question, though. I mean, because they'll do, like, the pop sets and put them in the larger box together. So why can't you just kind of flip that box around and be able to put it in there to make his hair tall enough? Exactly. Gerald's hair is supposed to be super tall. It's supposed to be about as tall as him. So make that happen. Um. my other favorite Nickelodeon show was Ren and Stimpy, although there's no way oh. <laughs> any of us should have been watching Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, like that, Cat Dog, like all of those things in those same vein just were very, very weird. TV was very, like shows on Nickelodeon, cartoons were very, very weird back then. Yes. I mean, I don't realize until we yes. look back now and I'm like, holy crap, that was weird. Like I remember there's like a song about a log on Ren and Stimpy and I randomly ran into like a post on the interweb somewhere about it and I was like I can sing this entire song in my head although I have not seen the video for Log in a good 10-15 years like why is this embedded in my brain also why are y'all singing about a log and doing inappropriate things with a log on Ren and Stimpy please stop (laughs) it was crazy I watch that show now and I'm just like there's no way I should have been watching the show as a child Angry Beavers was kind of like that too. Which is yeah. like, what? This is not appropriate. None of that stuff like, was Angry Beavers, Rocco, like so many. There's Rocco so was much strange. sexual innuendo in Rocco's Modern Life. Like I caught a couple of episodes of it or whatever. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's I on also, their streaming service yet because I've got like this streaming service with all the old school cartoons and stuff on it. I don't right. know if Rocco's up there, but I know I saw it. Like I also feel like Rocco's best friend Heifer was on drugs. Yeah, Heifer was high. Definitely high. Like <laughs> Okay. Okay. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't the only one that Not thought that. Not confirmed by Nickelodeon, drugs. but confirmed by people that Almost yeah, confirmed by people that actually watch the show. Yeah. Mm. Just high all the time for no reason. Um, um but yeah, I was pretty much a Nickelodeon girl. Like I again watched some of the Animaniacs and Chippendale and stuff like that, but I remember like my TV was almost always on Nickelodeon. I did. You know, I really love Nickelodeon too, but uh, I guess kind of just me having a interest in all sorts of things or whatever. Like I like the adventures of Batman and Superman, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting because to me, that's probably one of the better animated series of Batman. Um, right. And I'm not a huge mm-hmm. Batman fan. Like I like the sixties uh, show just for pure laughs, boom, splat, mm-hmm. pow, you know, all of that good stuff or whatever. Um, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I like Adam West on it too. It was funny. Um, but yeah, I did. I like the adventures of Batman, Superman. I liked, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, loved Captain Planet. And I don't really know why, because now I look back at the show and I'm like, this is, this is very corny. I was, but I mean, we yeah. were kids. So it's like, us going back to watch Power Rangers where it's like, th- this show doesn't make sense, but apparently we loved it. So that's good. Did you see the video that Funny or Die did of Captain Planet a few years ago? I probably did. With Don Cheadle? Yes. And he just ended up turning everybody yes, into a tree? Yes, yes, I did. I saw that. Oh, my God. 
so one of the most so hilarious ridiculous. things ever in the history of the world. Like he got angry at everybody. He was just like, I'm just gonna turn everybody into a tree. Sorry. Don Cheeto is a mess. He's great though. He's one of my favorite Twitter people because he got time. Him and Terry got Crews time got every time day. For everybody, like, you gonna catch these virtual hands today because they gonna get you. They don't let anything. They don't let nothing get past the word. They just come out of nowhere, like at all, <laughs> and will just drag you within an inch of your life. Like I'm like, wow. If it were me, I'd be ready to delete my Twitter account because that's just embarrassing. <laughs> Pretty much, they out there slam people, especially Terry Crews this past week. He got time for all y'all, all of y'all. Like you gonna catch right. your hands. <laughs> and I remember. In these Twitter streets. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But I don't blame them, though. I mean, because people really, right. people be trying it on social media now. I don't, I don't understand why people just don't. Leave them alone. Leave Don Cheadle, a.k.a. bootleg Captain Planet alone before he co- before he comes after you. Gotta leave him alone. Right. Before he goes and gets his war machine suit, then you're not really about that. Exactly. Action. Not really about that action. But anyways. I did. I love DuckTales too. <laughs> DuckTales was adorable. I mean, the theme songs. Woo, I mean, everybody knows it. Like, it's just, it's speck in your head or whatever. So I love DuckTales. I could watch those episodes over and over and over again. And what else? Did you watch the Magic School Bus? No, actually I did not. Like, I know who the people are and I know the characters and stuff like that but I don't ever remember watching the Magic School Bus I one. did I love the Magic School Bus I love Miss Frizzle and all of her dinosaurs and crazy stuff she would have on her outfits and all the different adventures and stuff they were mm-hmm. going on um, they've rebooted that now for Netflix and it's actually not bad they've done a couple of things on Netflix where they they brought it back and I've been like I'm okay with this because mm-hmm. that and Mystery Science Theater um, they brought that back too mm-hmm. and that's actually pretty good on Netflix so it's kind of cool to see that stuff coming back coming back right. around again like um i was telling christina that me and my kids were making our way through karma san diego now i finally finished it and it's it so is i mean and we, we love san diego we were kids so it's that stuff coming back around and they're making it kind of dual fold like it's kind of for mm-hmm. the new generation or a younger generation and stuff like that but then it also is right it's for us too in a way yeah it totally is i mean it's it's fun it's adorable it's super informative because like anytime she goes off to a new city like her her man on the screen is always like yeah so this is what's super popular about this place and what's important stuff that you need to know about like brazil um i love that show i remember playing the video game on my dad's computer at mm-hmm. my dad's house um and it was funny because the game like the the, the cd-rom that it came with which jesus christ when was the last time i said the word cd-rom but the cd that it came with that like had the game on it like in the box was like the almanac for whatever year that was like who who uses an almanac but like you had to use it with the right. game to like travel around and try to find her and it, that game was so much fun i wish they would make another one we also have the board games around here somewhere we have one that's where in the world is carmen san diego and then we have where in the u.s is carmen san diego they're floating around this house somewhere um, that's cool you gonna have to yeah i was gonna say you yeah. have to find that I don't know which closet it's in, but I will be on the lookout. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I watch, like I said, a lot of the Nick stuff or whatever. I like Magic School Bus. Um, I definitely watch Pokemon and, and everything. 
See, I was never a Pokemon yeah. fan. Like, I watched a couple of the movies, but I was never really like a, oh my God, Pokemon But I never really got into it like other people did. Like, I would watch it kind of in passing. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I never okay. really got like, you know, hardcore into it. Like, oh my God, this is like the best thing ever or whatever. So. Right. Yeah, I mean. It- I remember watching whichever movie it was that had Mewtwo in it somehow, some way. I don't know why. What were the circumstances around me watching Mew and Mewtwo and all that craziness, but um, that was about the extent of my involvement into the Pokemon world. Although I will be going to go watch De- Detective Pikachu because it looks hilarious. It does look cute. Hello? It does. <laughs> like, I cannot wait. We actually just put the poster up and I'm like, I have to see this movie. And I don't know why y'all made Ryan Reynolds Deadpool, but we're just going to go with it. I mean, why y'all made Ryan Reynolds Pikachu, but we're just going to go with it. I do. I like that. I think it'll be, I think it'll be real cute. At least I won't have to take it. <laughs> <laughs> At least. But I do. I like a, I like a lot of stuff. And then I think as I got older, um, different things came out. Of course, as you get older, you're not really doing as much as far as like sitting down on Saturdays. Cause you got, you know, different stuff with school, you're hanging out with friends, you know, you're sleeping in doing all of that stuff or whatever. But I think like Naruto and all the stuff like that kind of came later for me. But like, those are like the core things yeah. that I remember watching. Cause I think like around the age of like nine or 10, it's like that classic sitting down cartoons and cereal type of thing. I really wish right. uh, there was a place. And of course they would wait to open up something cool like this after I move away from Greensboro, but I wish there was something like Geeksboro here in Virginia. Mm, Geeksboro doesn't exist anymore. Really? Mm-hmm. They closed. Oh. Well, they moved, they moved first and then I don't know what happened with whatever, but Geeksboro doesn't exist anymore. I, so now there's a niche open in Greensboro that uh, somebody could fill the void for. Oh my gosh. I, you know, if I had yeah. the money again, like it, with what you would right. need to be rich. Right. But yeah, I would totally, cause there's clearly yeah, a market I would for totally it here. want to open up something like that. So for people that aren't familiar, cause I know we've got people listening from different countries, different States and whatnot. There was a place in Greensboro, North Carolina, where Christina lives at called Geeksboro, kind of a playoff of obviously the name of the city Greensboro. And so they just did all of the geek type activities there. They would do like tabletop mm-hmm. board gaming, um, they actually had a segment for a while where they would do cartoons and cereal on Saturdays. So you could mm-hmm. come in dressed in your pajamas. You could bring your kids in if you wanted to, and you would have cartoon and cereal there. Um, I think they had a TARDIS inside of there. They did. They had a bar. There was like a cinema down in the original location. There was like, you could actually buy alcohol as well. They had um, like a downstairs area that was kind of like a cinema. So they would play like nerdy movies mm-hmm. and things. Um I would often go for like Game of Thrones night where they would show you had to pay like a cover to get in, but they would show Game of Thrones on like a big screen. At least the I would typically go for like the season premiere and the season finale because um, it's always good to watch Game of Thrones, watch Game of Thrones right. with people. Um, and like they had like an entire shelf full of games that you could play. So you could just pull the game off the shelf and go play it or, um, you know, play your D&D and whatnot there. Um here was a lot the few times I had gone it was a lot of fun um, but they've just kind of been in transition for a while and just I guess couldn't find any sort of stability but like I said there's a niche open in Greensboro so somebody take up the mantle and open up yeah, another that's spot a, there's a niche there open it. that's a niche for a lot of people like a lot of places because right. there's something that we don't have where I live at and you've got so many different cities that are kind of right here together because you have like Hampton and Newport News and 
you know, Williamsburg and all these different cities that are right here together. But that's one thing that we don't have. There's really not a place for like, you know, people that are into like geeky and nerdy things to hang out. I think people kind of congregate more at individual comic book stores here. Cause I know there mm-hmm. are some comic stores here that do like Saturday morning cartoons and they'll play like, they'll stream like throwback cartoons or whatever. You can come and hang out and stuff, but it would be nice to have like a location that focuses on that type of thing. So your, you know, your cartoons and serial thing, your, big premiere nights and stuff, like you said, like with Game of Thrones and Doctor Who and, you know, other things that are coming out that people may want to be watching or whatever. And they just want to get together with a group of folks that are like them or doing a tabletop night, doing a, you know, doing a tabletop night, doing a Mm -hmm. karaoke, you know, and all that stuff like that. Like, it seems like it would be a really cool thing. I hate to hear they close though. Aw. Yeah, I know. It made me sad when I found out about it. I think I found out through Reddit, to be honest. Um, Yeah, there's a place down in Atlanta too that, um, uh, I think it's called the Barcade. I have to I have to double check okay. on that. But um, I've been to a couple of events down there when I went down to Dragon Con, and it's a really fun place. Mm-hmm. They've got a bunch of like the old school like arcade games in there and stuff. So your Pac Man, mm-hmm. your Mortal Kombat, and stuff like that. They've got a couple of pool tables, um, and then they've got like another room that's just kind of like a wide open space where people have like kind of geeky and nerdy events there all the time. Yeah. Oh, nice. So I mean, even something like that would be super dope. It's man we need more nerdy spaces to people for people to like be their nerd self like a place where it's like a con but it's an established right. business where you can do but something that's small you know something that's broken down whatever. smaller in your community in your vicinity or whatever something yeah. you don't have to spend as much money on like next month i'm going out to a, a convention out in la it's a dot who convention called gallifrey one um, I'm going to be doing a keynote speech out there and hanging out with some friends and stuff. And I have a great time and it's wonderful. But when, even when I was working on my speech and a part of my speech is talking about like women of color in the fandom um, and, and mm-hmm. accessibility and visibility um, for those who desired it or whatever. And when I was looking at the accessible piece, I was just thinking about how so many people miss out on awesome events like that because they just don't have the funds to be able to go. You know, if you don't live in right. the general LA area, like it's not cheap to fly from, Virginia to you know to LA especially if you're not near a major city you know so it's not like I'm going from like Atlanta there or from a New York there or from a Miami there or something like that you know right that has direct flights often right right. yeah then you're talking about I mean even when you look at like big comic-con like the big comic-con out in San Diego like how much those hotels and stuff are and I've stayed at one of the hotels I've actually been out there before for a conference for something completely separate beautiful hotels and stuff, but they jack the prices up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, normally they're like maybe two something a night. They jack the prices up to like sometimes $500 a night. Oh, like yeah. It's crazy how expensive it has been. So it would be dope to have something just in your own town where you're able to do things. And that's, to me, like when I think about some of the vision for the nostalgia mixtape, that's stuff that we would like to be able to do one day, guys. Like to be able to host events not only where we live at but to be able to come out and maybe do small things in different places that don't necessarily have the type of accessibility you know right like because everybody always goes to like the bigger cities that have more infrastructure but like some of these smaller areas you know where people are slightly more isolated they they deserve the space and like the opportunity to express themselves without having to like travel eighty five thousand miles to get to a particular place so they can be around like-minded people um so we'll be definitely like if we ever get the chance to travel or do 
speaking engagements or whatnot through this show, we're definitely going to be looking out for people that are in smaller areas instead of just, you know, sticking to the major cities. Um, that's kind of important. Yeah. Um, nerds deserve the love everywhere. Yeah. But I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of, you know, again, it kind of ties back into the reason why we started this podcast. It's a way of community, you know, that we're hoping to build with people that just love all things throwback and like to look at throwback things through a different lens, you know, something different than what you normally get with your average, you know, nostalgia piece, you know, that you may read on the internet right. or any other. I mean, cause we're certainly not the first nostalgia based podcast, but you know, right. when I went out and I was looking around and Christina was looking around as well, we both kind of came together and realized one thing is like, we're not, we didn't see any other podcasts out there that were looking at nostalgia through a different set of eyes. And part of what we want to do in season two as well is to make sure that we're expanding those eyes outside of ours. Like um, we were talking about some future subjects and stuff and Christina and I are into different things. We don't all, we don't both like the same thing. Yeah. So I mean, you know, in the future, we definitely want to make sure that we bring in on different guests and talking about their experience with nostalgia and how they view things. It's like when we had my sister on um, last season for the Fresh Prince one, she had a completely Mm -hmm. different experience with the show. Because she's six, exactly. yeah, she's, she's six a little years bit older than us. So it was a different experience for her experience in the show. Um, because she was just in a, she was in a different time of her life then, you know? Exactly. So I would love to bring on people that, you know, let's say bring on somebody again, like I said before, that's 10 years older than us and see how their experience is different or bring in other, you know, people of color and see how their experiences were different because we're not the say y'all be all authority on what black women think about sitcoms or comics or you exactly. know movies you know throwback movies or anything like that so that that's kind of been the works and there may be some episodes in the future where i may not be on um and there may be some episodes right. where christina may not be on and it's you know it's not that you know we had a disagreement or we can't come to a conclusion it's just that there may be something that one of us really cares about and the other one's like eh. yeah exactly like we had that like ty was saying just a second ago we've had co- different conversations about the show over the last few weeks and um she brought up a podcast idea. I'm not going to spoil it because I think it's awesome. But like, I'm not really into that. And that's okay. And I am not like so full of myself where I'm just going to be like, well, if I'm not into it, right. I'm not going to do it. Like that's, that doesn't serve either one of us in the long run. So like when we get to that point, then she's probably going to do that show with another guest, which is going to be awesome because that means I get a break and she gets the, you know, do the show with somebody else and you guys get a new experience and a new perspective right. and it's gonna be awesome for everybody yeah, it is it's a win 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 yeah i mean cause, and most podcasts do that i think you know unless you just have a podcast where you just have like six or seven like podcasters up there and you're just kind of rotating around and mm-hmm. stuff most of the time when you have two three people or something like that they tend to bring on guests and you know and do things different exactly. so that way you've got a got a third or a fourth or whatever perspective in there um because i know that there are some things that christina is going to want to do in the future that maybe have some music leanings and stuff and her knowledge of you know music and maybe music history and stuff is undoubtedly probably richer than mine in some areas you know and so she may have somebody that she yeah. wants to bring on where they kind of have that same knowledge base or whatever and they can have an interesting conversation and stuff between them Exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, Ty could do a Doctor Who episode. Doctor Who is not my thing at yeah. all. And it doesn't really serve us if I'm on the show because I don't watch Doctor Who like that. But other people watch Doctor Who. Who am I to rob y'all of your Doctor Who, you know, fandom and, you know, geekery and all that stuff? That's, yeah, Go that's forth. how it goes. So, do you have anything else to add to the cartoons and serial 
conversation. I do not, except for the fact that now I want a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and we don't have any. I think I'm going to go for the, I got the Oops All Berries up there. I know it's terrible for me, because I really haven't, I, I, you know, yeah, but <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. anyway. Like, I'm, I'm kind of feeling that I'm in that space right now. Plus, I've got, we'll be buckled down in front of the computer from now until midnight, probably, so. <laughs> That's a long time to be sitting uh, in front of the computer. Go forth and enjoy your uh, Oops All Berries. But, yeah. Have you tried, randomly, I just had this thought, have you tried any of the, like, those Halloween cereals that they come out with every I, year? I have not. To me, it just seems like it's going to make your stomach hurt. <laughs> That's fair. Like, everything I see, I'm like, That's it's fair. just a lot of marshmallow and a lot of candy, and I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like my body's going to react very well to that type of stuff. Sounds like diabetes. Exactly. And I'm good. I'm good on that front or whatever. Well, that is all we have for you guys today. If you guys want to talk about any more cartoons that you loved or some of your favorite cereals that you used to eat, some things that you eat now, some things that... Some things that you wish that you didn't mm, eat back in the day. Any of that stuff. Or Shredded Mini Weeks or anything anything of that. Don't talk to us about Shredded Mini Weeks because we have nothing else to say about it. So if you want to talk about how much you love Shredded Mini Weeks and Raisin Bran, then go find other people on Twitter who are just as weird as you are and have your own mini That's weird amazing. conversation about horrible cereal. But, le- but leave, but leave us out of it. I'm sorry. It's bad. It's bad. I know everybody's got their own personal <laughs> taste and stuff, but your tastes are bad if you like that kind of cereal. I'm sorry. Well, we know how Ty feels about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, hit us up, unless you're talking about that, on Twitter, at Nostalgia Mix Pod. <laughs> Use the hashtag, we're checking it and all that stuff. We want to hear from you guys and encourage other people to listen to our podcast, guys. Um, encourage people to follow us on Twitter. I try to keep things active and keep the conversation and stuff going. Um, and we definitely want to plan bigger things for later this year. We want to do more live tweeting and stuff. But the only way that we'll be able to do that is if we have the listenership to be able to justify it. So yep. follow us, listen to so, us. Tell yes. your friends, tell your family, tell your cousin, your boyfriend, uh, your side piece, any of that. Do do all of that. Tell them about our show. Your side piece. Wow. Yes, I went there. <laughs> In that case, you all have a wonderful day. And we will see you next time. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. Bye. Yeah, I said it. <laughs>